Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Resilient Woman, a podcast that supports women on the journey to becoming their most resilient self in life and in business. I'm your host, Kimberly Smith. Okay, so today we are talking about two things awakening to your true self as a catalyst to experience less stress in your life, and specifically how personal awakening reduces stress within our relationships. Relationships being a key area that typically trigger us and trigger the stress in our lives. It's it's a huge area where we feel stressed out day to day, right? The way that we're interacting with the people around us, with our partner, with our kids, with our extended family, all the things. So, you know, first off, what is personal awakening? We hear this term thrown around a lot and like anything, your awakening experience is subjective and most likely uh, it's going to be ignited by a different type of experience than maybe somebody else that you know. Um, typically we go through kind of a awakening when there's been a lot of change or when we've had some type of, you know, kind of crazy experience, right? Uh, sometimes people go through awakenings when they have a health diagnosis or when we're really shaken awake by something in our life that helps us realize what's important and what's not. So to me, awakening means awareness, seeing through society's bullshit, getting tired of your own bullshit, embracing your true authentic self, and making the important and necessary shifts to truly be happy and fulfilled in life. Awakening means that you're kind of taking back control for the things that you can control. Uh, And, you know, Awakening to our authentic self. Let's talk about that. All of us have an authentic self and an adaptive self. Our culture grooms us specifically, right? To become certain things, to play certain roles. We all kind of know this, but how do we relate to it? How do you relate to it? Can you recognize where you're adapting yourself to fit into the needs of other people because you want to be and accepted? I mean, we all have this need and desire so normal. Uh, And, you know, being adaptable can be a really good quality, but to the extreme, if we're adapting all the time, if we're constantly contorting and conforming, then we're most likely also abandoning our true authentic self in the process. And that can cause some issues, right? So, you know, we all adapt for different reasons. A lot of times we adapt for the people that we love, our partner, our family, as women, we're naturally nurturing. And I think we all have that desire to please the people in our life, to make them happy, to make them proud. And it makes us feel good. It makes us feel useful. These are all normal things that we're all, you know, kind of striving for, uh, either consciously or subconsciously. A lot of times we adapt at our workplace because of say some imaginary rules that say we have to act in a certain way or do certain things within that more formal corporate environment, or perhaps to fit a a certain persona or an identity that you've acquired because of that specific profession, you know, or (laughs) because we think there's something acceptable or not acceptable and we're trying to avoid judgment of some type. So some adapting is good. It means that we're flexible and most likely we have a variety of skills that we can call on in different situations and environments. Um, And that contributes to resilience for sure, right? But like anything, there's going to be limits. 
So when does too much of a good thing become toxic? Eventually, if we're adapting too much, it's going to feel like we're putting a square peg in a round hole. We can only go so far against our natural inclinations for so long before we become frustrated, before we become anxious. This was my personal experience because I really adhered to all of the societal norms that said, if I went to school, if I got a job, if I got married, if I bought a house, if I became a mother, et cetera, et cetera, that would give me true happiness, but I wasn't, you know, and that's something I see very often with my clients and with other women that I speak with is that they have followed this so-called path to success. And they may even have a life that seems quite perfect on paper, but yet they can't escape the feeling that something is missing, that they've lost their spark and they're quite bewildered about it. The thing that is missing is themselves. We women do so much for our family, so much for our friends, our kids, our partners, that there is oftentimes not much or nothing left over for us time, you know, is, is limited as we, you know, grow into our lives and have more responsibilities. So how do we make time for our passions, for the things that bring us peace, for the things that light us up, that help us regulate our freaking nervous system, right? So many of us don't, I did not for many, many, many years. And the result of over-adapting and abandoning yourself over a long period of time is that you become frustrated, angry, resentful towards the life that you have built and the people in your life. Because of course, this is going to cause stress in your relationships. It's going to lead to miscommunication, to conflict, to disconnection. Part of adapting usually involves suppressing our true feelings and our emotions are powerful, you know, like, like a volcano that's going to be dormant for so many, so many years eventually it's going to explode. And, you know, that, that same thing happens with our emotions. We suppress them for so long and then they come spewing out and naturally they're going to hit the people that are closest to us, the ones that we love. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's because that stress has built up from adapting our true self, not setting proper boundaries, not communicating and not really connecting in a meaningful way. There is a huge correlation between adapting too much, abandoning your true self, and the amount of stress in your life. This is a theme that definitely contributes to stress in every major area of your life. Uh, But today, I just want to focus on kind of how waking up to your true self, breaking that cycle of over-adapting, and how that can ease stress specifically within relationships. When it comes to stress within relationship, it's important to understand that there are different types of stress. At least, you know, this is how I differentiate between, um, you know, what's really happening (laughs) in the world. Uh, And those are internal and external stress. So internal stress refers to things like our emotions, our mindset, and the personal actions that we're taking, basically like anything that we can personally control. External stress factors are the things that we can't control, such as what's happening in our job, other people's behavior, stressful situations, or life circumstances. External stress, so what's happening around us, has a direct impact on our internal stress 
our thoughts, our emotions, our state of mind, and our behavior. And that's where we can actually make a really positive impact and sometimes course correct before things get a little too hairy. (laughs) So the idea is that we can be, if we can be awake enough, right? If we can be awakened, be conscious enough, be mindful enough to see both our internal and external stressors, then we can make the important shifts internally that will influence our external reality and our lived experience. You know, most of the time we're just kind of going through the motions. We're doing things by memory, by habit, by obligation, and we're not really awake. We're not really conscious. We're not really being mindful. So we can't really see what's impacting that situation, right? And, you know, we can only influence things so much. We don't have control over everything. Sometimes we can only influence what's happening around us to a certain extent, no matter how much we manage what's going on inside. Sometimes we actually do have to be flexible and adapt temporarily, and that's okay. And, you know, some of life's life situations or things, you know, they're just tough. You know, we have to go through them. You know, when you're awake to the internal, you know, situations and factors and stressors, and what you can influence, and then what you, what you can't on the flip side of that, you then know where to put your time. You know where to put your energy. You accept the things that you cannot change so much easier, and you stop struggling against things. You know, this is stress reduction. Sometimes we we feel so much stress because we haven't accepted something, because we're fighting against something that really isn't ours to fight against, that we actually have no influence or control over. So by kind of being awake and seeing all of these things and how they interact, we can know better where to put our time and our attention, and we can feel less stress on the day-to-day, all right? The awakening process begins and continually relies on awareness. Awareness is a skill that we are continually building upon. Like even now in a place of my life where I feel like I'm very aware, I am also often reminded and and encounter situations where I'm I I see something in a completely different way and I realize, man, I did not see that. I was not aware of how I was receiving that or what I was making something mean, right? So we're not always as aware as we think we are. I think we all have room for growth in this department. Um, You know, looking back, you know, when I hit my breaking point in life six and a half years ago, I felt so angry inside. I felt like I had put in so much effort and I wasn't really getting much in return. And, you know, hindsight, obviously being 2020, I definitely wasn't aware of what was happening. You know, I had adapted in so many ways And I had done so many things that I didn't want to do for the sake of my marriage, for the sake of living up to these imaginary societal standards. You know, for instance, my ex-husband loved football and every Sunday we'd go to a friend's house or host a gathering of friends to watch all the games. I fucking hate football. (laughs) And anyone who knows me you know, for the most part knows that unless it's a championship game, unless it's the Super Bowl, unless it's the World Cup or a live, you know, event, I have no interest in organized sports. (laughs) You know, don't invite me. I won't come. (laughs) But back then I, you know, gave away half of every single weekend to do something that I hated. 
right? You know, why, you know, uh, I, why? Because I was telling myself the story that if I didn't, then I wasn't a good wife. If I didn't, then what would everybody think of me for not being there? Right. I was letting these ideas of the external world and really conforming to what I thought I needed to be rule my decisions. That's not really an empowered place in life at all. Right. Now, not to say that you shouldn't do things sometimes that aren't your favorite. I mean, of course, part of being in a partnership is, you know, expressing interest in, in their interests, even if it's not your first, your first choice. Sometimes we are going to, like I said, have to temporarily adapt and you know, make some concessions, but we're talking about the majority of the time. If you're constantly putting what you want to do on the back burner, if you're constantly doing something or things that you don't want to be doing and giving away so much of your time and energy that you could be putting into yourself or other passions or other areas of your life that also need you, then it's a disservice for sure. Um, you know, I was so conflict avoidant. I wouldn't speak up. I wouldn't share my opinion on things because I didn't want to quote, cause trouble or start a fight. I would go above and beyond when I was hosting events or just in everyday life. I mean, God, I used to make these elaborate dinners, which I just can't even imagine anymore because I had placed so much, so such high expectations on myself and the roles that I was playing. And when I didn't get the appreciation, I felt I was pissed. I was bitter. I was resentful. But then again, I never spoke up. I never shared my feelings on any of these things. And, you know, maybe in my head I did. I, I had, you know, we all have these like imaginary conversations when we're trying to, you know, kind of outsmart a situation, you know, and I think I did bring them up in subtle ways, but I wasn't truly communicating my feelings with intention. So how could I expect to get what I wanted, you know, what my desired result was? I wasn't participating. You know, there were a ton of factors that contributed to my marriage ending. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, all of these things are going to lead to that. But, you know, relationships are under a lot of stress. And so these are things to be aware of if we want to have lasting relationships, if we want to have healthy relationships. You know, um, I was not doing everything that I could have been doing to manage my internal stress. I, I didn't really know who I was. I was just really going along with who I felt I had to be. You know, nobody told me I had to go to those games or watch football every weekend. My ex-husband surely was not making me, nor would he have been mad at me if I had said, Hey, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't, I don't want to, you know, count me in for maybe like one Sunday a month. <laughs> You know, he, he wouldn't, he wasn't making me do anything. It was my own perfectionist and people pleasing tendencies, my own lack of self-awareness and lack of communication, AKA speaking up that contributed to my internal stress compounding for so many years. And that's what took a toll on my mindset, my overall mental health, contributing to more anxiety and more depression. It took a toll on my desire to even want to connect with my husband at all. So yeah, a relatively small thing, but huge impact. I wasn't doing my part to manage that internal stress. Um, so of course it had a negative impact on my internal and external world. And same goes for him. You know, I think he would agree that there were things that he wasn't doing internally that contributed to our disconnection. Awakening to your true self means you own your shit. 
right? You take responsibility for where you aren't showing up for yourself or others in a mindful, intentional, and humble way. It's very easy to want to blame others even when they aren't the problem. And this kind of leads me into going deeper into understanding the external stressors and how they impact our internal world and vice versa. So we just talked about the internal stressors, you know, kind of our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors, but what's happening outside of us, you know, the things that we can't control or have very little influence over have also a very big impact and need to be considered. So just this week, me and my current partner got into a scuffle and it gave me cause to really think about how I was feeling, where my head was at and how I was showing up because I felt inclined to blame. (laughs) I didn't want it to be my fault. It's, you know, it's never my fault. It's never our fault. Well, that's not true. That's not exactly true. So where there have been a lot of external stressors lately, I think for everybody, you know, myself included the holidays, you know, his job is very stressful. He's dealing with some very, let's just call them low functioning team members. (laughs) So people who are not pulling their weight in his workplace, and that's resulting in a more of a workload for him. Totally not fair, but it's a reality right now. And, you know, I started a new consulting project. I had a very packed last or packed schedule last week. I was running Amelia around, you know, going into an office for three days, drop-offs in traffic, all the things and things that I normally don't really have to deal with. And our communication was a little sporadic, more fragmented, uh, you know, less quality, I would say, less enthusiastic. It kind of felt like that run of the mill, like daily, like, how are you? How is it? Good. You know, great. You know, just very like blase, like not really a lot of quality conversation happening. Um, And then on top of that, you know, we're planning to combine our household. So I think we are both feeling pressure external pressure from all the sides. Stress feels like our needs aren't being met. And in a lot of times that's true. Stress is actually an indication that our needs are not being met and that something needs to change. When your external world feels chaotic and then in turn, you're not taking the time to pause, to rest, to process your feelings or to formulate, say, a more intentional approach to that situation, which could relieve some of that stress and then rebalance your inner state, it feels like we are fighting the battle alone. And that sucks. Like that is not a feeling that we want to feel. And when we feel alone, that's when that internal dialogue starts to kind of take over. We start to kind of feel sorry for ourselves. We start to, you know, fall into that victim mindset of life happening to us and we don't have any control and it doesn't matter what we do. Nothing ever works out, right? It's it's a slippery slope. <laughs> and amidst that feeling lonely, we we then make this internal subconscious assumption that our partner isn't doing their part because we feel this way. We feel alone. We feel abandoned. We feel out, you know, left out to dry. So we get, we, it's easy to get mad at our partner and assume that they're doing something wrong, you know, or blame them even when maybe they're not at all. (laughs) You know, I would venture to say that it never helps to blame somebody else. It's not a solution. It doesn't help improve the situation yet. We're always looking 
like feel like that's the first step is assigning blame. You know, I think we need to forget about that. So what is the solution, right? So what is the solution to these situations where we feel like we're on a different page from our partner or from say the other person in the relationship, because this isn't just in romantic relationships that we're talking about here. It could be friendships. It could be siblings. It could be our relationship with our parents or really anybody. The solution is being able to see the external and internal stressors that are contributing to the overall clash or conflict, not just within and for ourselves, but within and for the other people as well, right? This is why we have to be awake. This is why we have to be mindful. This is why we have to really be able to see what's happening. What are the societal stressors? Who who am I trying to be here? Where do I feel misalignment within my true self compared to my adaptive self? And it's really interesting too how other people are often our mirrors. First off, other people are always our teachers. I truly believe this, right? We learn from all the people in our life, even say if it's some, you know, a-hole that you work with and you know they're not pulling their weight or whatever. There's a lesson there. There's something that we can learn and take away, even if it doesn't seem like it, right? So other people are our teachers. There are mirrors as well. Over the last couple of weeks, I've felt my, my reality, my experience has been that I felt a little unimportant, a little lonely, right? I felt like his work was taking priority over our relationship. His communication was kind of faltering a bit and we just overall felt disconnected. And this of course is a huge trigger for me, right? I mean, I didn't mention this earlier, but this was an external stressor for me in my marriage was that my ex-husband used to always, his work really dominated our life, right? Everything circled around it. So in this situation recently, right? It it triggered me. And immediately I start thinking, what did I do wrong? I start writing the story of all the things that I'm doing right and comparing it and judging it against his behavior. Not helpful. (laughs) The thing was that I was caught up right? I was caught up in my internal world and in in the internal stressors without actually considering the external stressors that we're both dealing with. And honestly, I was projecting. I was projecting my inability to show up for him in the ways that I typically would because I had a much busier schedule and things felt a little chaotic. You know, some weeks are like that. And so I was witnessing this behavior in him, right? That's what projecting is. That's like where we like see undesirable traits in ourself, but we're not able to actually see it in ourselves. We only are able to see it in the people around us. So that's another way that we can learn from the people around us is that if we're feeling like, gosh, I do everything and nobody did, well, we got to kind of check ourselves there, right? Do we really? Are we, are we, giving in the way that they need to receive? Are we doing things that are completely outside their scope of, of, of awareness? So his behavior was actually a mirror for my own behavior. So little lesson there for me. (laughs) Um, you know, when you wake up and embrace your true self, you can approach situations within your relationships with a much broader perspective. And that's what it comes down to a perspective that where you can actually see 
how you are being influenced by society, by your past experiences, by your adaptive self, who you've learned to be, right? To gain acceptance, to fit into society and all of the internal and external stressors that are not only weighing on you, but on the other people in your life, you know? And when you can, when you can do that, when you're awake enough to kind of connect the dots, that's also a key element of it is being able to connect all these dots in real time because hindsight's 2020. We always say that, right? But what good is that? Right. We have to be able to learn from that hindsight and then apply it when we're in the moment. Right. So yes, when you start doing this, you start showing up for yourself differently. You start showing up for the other people differently. You start loving and accepting yourself more knowing your true self, being awake, accepting your authentic self. It breeds compassion, compassion for yourself and others. It helps you communicate more intentionally and effectively. It helps you forgive and connect deeper with the people that you love in your life. I can't tell you, I look back and it's not just romantic relationships. You know, I look at my life and during that time where I was really in flux and I was in the void of figuring shit out, right? It wasn't just my marriage that was an upheaval. There were a lot of relationships in my life, family relationships, siblings, sibling relationships that felt, that felt really damaged. And, you know, I've got to own my part in that. Right. And so, and, and, and that has come full circle, you know, now being able to kind of connect all these dots, humble myself, humility is huge in this. We have to be able to accept where, yeah, I got to do better. And there's patterns that we engage in. So what patterns do we notice? So much of that has changed for the better, not only in, on my, on the romantic side of things for myself, but for my friendships, for my siblings, for the relationship that I have with my parents and it's beautiful, right? So yes, this is where you get to experience less stress and more empowerment is when you are aware of what's happening around you and what's happening within you. In your relationships, if you're dealing with stress, conflict, or disconnection, start by getting back in touch with your authentic self. Ask yourself, where have I adapted myself too much to fit into society? Where have I adapted myself too much to meet the needs of others? What has influenced my behavior? What isn't meeting my needs or what is causing me stress? Identify those internal and external stressors for both you and the other person. What shifts can I make internally? How can I influence, how can I shift internally so that then I can positively influence what's happening on the outside or what's happening externally? And then lastly, am I showing up for myself and others in a, in the way that I expect others to show up for me? So yeah, start there. Thanks again for listening. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media and tag me at Kimberly.Brooke.Smith so I can repost it and say thank you. It's so helpful. And yeah, feel free to send it to a friend, leave a positive review, um, and just know that I appreciate you so, so much. So keep shining. I hope you have a stress-free 
week ahead and I will chat with you again soon. Thank you.